isn't there like a Star Wars quote we could just steal about like bringing balance to the force? Oh, I thought you were going to say like, may the 13th be with you. <laughs> now that's funny. Welcome to Pods Unchained, the podcast where we talk about all things Gods Unchained, blockchain, NFT, but mostly Gods Unchained. Joining me, as always, is my fellow host, Caution Fun. Caution, what's going on? Not much, man. Excited to talk uh, mostly Gods Unchained. How are you? <laughs> I am excellent. Um, I think today, all we're going to be talking about, this is uh, if this was a Friends episode, this one would be called The One with All the Balance. Yeah. And for anybody under 35, uh, television was this thing that they had like 30 years ago, and people used to watch it. If it were an Always Sunny episode, it would be The Gang Talks Balance. Uh, all right. Well, The Gang's talking balance today, and we've got a lot to cover. Um, if you were to just sum, sum up all the balance changes with one audible groan, what would that sound like? Uh, <laughs> perfect. How about you? Oh, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> uh, and that's going to do it for this episode of Pods Unchained. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Or, or do you yeah, think maybe questions <laughs> Do you think maybe we should go in depth one by one here and um, let the people know what's going on with these changes? Yeah, I like that format. <laughs> okay, that's probably better. Uh, so let's start with nerfs, because we got a couple nerfs here. And um, in theory, this first nerf should have been a welcome respite from ramp magic. But uh, in practice, what do you think about the fact that Manitoad has decreased in strength by one? It's changed from a 3-1 to a 2-1. And I'll read their little notes here. It just says, this change is intended to reduce the number of creatures it destroys. It allows it to be targeted by things like Umber Arrow, Light's Levy, um, and, well, that's pretty much the summation of why they changed it. So what, what do you think about this? It is, in fact, I will spoil the rest of the updates. There's no other ramp magic changes here, so Mirage88 goes 75-0 and 0 in Weekend Ranked with ramp magic, and they decrease Manitoad by one strength. <laughs> Thoughts? Yeah, um... I saw somebody refer to this as uh, uh, using a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. <laughs> and um, I thought that was a pretty solid summation of it. Um, I, I do like the change. Uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I do think that Manitoad is a card that definitely needed to be targeted. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that this was the most straightforward and obvious option to change it. Uh, I might have preferred it changed to a 1-3 or a 1-2, something in that uh, capacity there. But um, I don't think it's enough. Um, this strikes me as a light slap on the wrist for ramp magic. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it needed something a bit more heavy-handed. Yeah. Uh, namely, I do think that Sip of Elixir needs to be mm -hmm. addressed as well. Yeah. Um, I saw in the little notes there that they, they said that, you know, ramp is okay to exist. Um, and 
I, I, I kind of fundamentally disagree with that. Hmm. Um, I, I feel like this is a similar issue that we had back in the day with board wipe death, where no deck in the game can reach those high level mana turns more consistently. Right. And you'd be hard pressed to find a archetype or a deck list that can outvalue it in the late game. Mm-hmm. So you need to reduce the consistency. And in order to do that, I think I think Sip of Elixir honestly is is more important to that consistency than Mana Toad, uh, due 100%. to the fact that it's it, it cycles your deck. I don't think the requiring a key, a creature on board is enough of a uh, condition. And um, yeah, I, I I just I wish that both of those cards were targeted rather than just the one. Um, yeah, obviously this uh, this hurts magic in the deception and light matchups due to Umbrero and uh, Lights Levy. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I already think those uh, those decks had the best chances of dealing with ramp magic out of any archetype already, and this doesn't really do anything to help you know any other deck <laughs> out, outpace them to those uh, late game. Uh, high mana crystal turns so um yeah yeah, i mean in a vacuum i like the change i just don't think it's enough how about yourself yeah when you talk about like late game value uh i mean i literally ran this deck on the weekend uh 23 wins out of 25 with three nine mana creatures i mean if i wanted to add jason i could have added jason and probably popped off another one or two nine mana creatures and it's just not problematic uh, it, like you said, it shouldn't be that easy to get to that value so quickly. And I do think that Sip of Elixir is the bigger problem. I think there's replacements for Manitoad. I mean, I think you could still easily run Manitoad and just play around uh, Light's Levy or Umber Arrow. You can use Tracking Bolt to kill your own Manitoad if you want. Um on the turn that you play it just to make sure you you absolutely get the value out of it there's there's plenty of other ramp cards like you said sip uh you've got the well of power you've got crystal axe which nobody has been playing i don't think it's a bad card i mean it's it's certainly not a bad card it's definitely not you know anything that people have been running to this point it costs a little bit more it's five mana but you're putting a body on the board i could easily see people swapping in like one of those it doesn't even need it though so i don't think that people will probably but again if you if you wanted to you could um i think there's just still way too many ways to ramp i think it's way too easy and again you just can't outvalue someone who's able to play five nine drops plus a couple eight drops plus a fray to make those nine drops only cost two i believe i've heard you talk multiple times about fray being one of the big issues as well, and perhaps um, making Frey a nine drop itself. Yeah, um, I, I do think that may be helpful. Um, I think that, uh, uh, yeah, the, I think the three cards that I would look at first if I were uh, to try to reduce Ramp Magic's win rate would be in order: Sip of Elixir because of you know the ramp and the draw value mm-hmm. manitoad because of the ramp mm-hmm. and an early game ramp i should say i i would prioritize more than those uh mid-game ramp cards that you mm-hmm. mentioned there um and fray because uh you know even if you uh 
managed to reach, you know, those seven, eight mana turns at the same time as your opponent there. There is currently no counter to a two mana avatar of magic yeah. in combination with a spell. Um, that's what enables uh, this particular ramp archetype to also include an OTK combo within it without you know having to put anything extraneous in the deck. Yeah. Um, e- even something like a like pulling a Helian Elite off of Frey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can go Helian Elite, Portal Wrangler, Helian Elite, uh, which is you know that's, that's just a play that they're. There's really no counterplay to if it gets to that point in the game. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, for the value it can provide and for the combos it can unlock, um, I do think Frey might warrant a uh, <clears throat> just a harder look from the Valance team. Um, yeah. That being said, I, I would love it if they nerfed Sip of Elixir and Manitoad just to see if that's enough to reduce the consistency of the archetype. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on to the next one, we've got the hunt. Uh, the hunt. Uh, all it all that changed here was that it increased mana cost by one. Um, the hunt itself it used to be a five mana, now a six mana. Deal six damage randomly split among all enemy creatures. To me, this one just makes no sense uh if you're looking to play control i think you're going to play enchanted vines in your six slot you're not going to play the hunt uh enchanted vines can do 16 damage and gives you a card the hunt does six damage um yes enchanted vines can't kill a demogorgon but uh the hunt isn't the best thing to kill a demogorgon you can just add some extra lightning bolts or uh, there's other cards from uh, Trial of the Gods that do 12 damage. I forget the name of it, but I know you know it. Frenzied Ritual. I always yeah. forget the name of that one. But Frenzied Ritual would be a great uh, option. I mean, I just don't see the hunt ever being played really ever again, or at least not effectively. I think we'll see it in, in lower tier decks for sure, but uh, I don't think high tier decks will ever be playing the hunt. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, this is one that I, I would definitely like to focus on their, you know, reasoning and motivation for the change. Um, within their notes here, it says that we we feel that while nature isn't overpowered, it does many things at a good level. Uh, nature shouldn't have a sweeper, or I guess the auto. Uh, they're talking AOE spell uh, at five mana, or at least not one as good as this. We feel this change will make it less of an auto include and more tailored to controlling nature decks. And I agree with what you said there. If you are a purely control-oriented nature deck, uh, you're just going to play Enchanted Vines Mm -hmm. over the hunt. It's just more effective in so many more situations. Um, And but I while I I do agree with the overall sentiment and their you know motivation behind the change. Yeah. In that uh, you know nature right now has very above average creatures Mm -hmm. and above average spells Mm -hmm. Um, and i don't think that they should be able to do both as effectively Mm -hmm. as they currently can i think that there are more creative ways to go about changing the hunt in order to make it more of a decision for a nature pilot do i run these you know 
above average creatures or these above average spells versus um you know just nerfing the power level of one uh in any and all context um my my idea for changing the hunt uh would be to keep it at five mana so it's playable um and make it deal five or six damage i would prefer six um i could see the argument for lowering it to five but i would like it to do some mutual damage uh my first thought was deal three random damage to friendly creatures uh i know you suggested deal one to all friendly creatures which i think would be uh just as effective um and, you know, so if it was a five mana, deal six random to enemy creatures, deal one damage to all friendly creatures, that still allows it to be playable in those controlling, you know, nature decks, those control-oriented nature decks. Mm -hmm. But it would reduce its effectiveness drastically in those low-curve, zoo-oriented nature decks in that if you're already ahead on board, you know, playing the hunt and dealing one damage to all friendly creatures might be more detrimental than, uh, you know, just playing a canopy barrage or a lightning strike like you alluded to. Right. Um, I, I, I think that would allow it to still be usable in those control-oriented decks. It would still be just as effective if you were behind on board, but it would be much less effective if you're already ahead on board. So it wouldn't just compound nature's advantages. Yeah. Um, Another card that I'd like them to look at in the uh, in the nature domain would be Canopy Barrage. Mm. Um, in a similar vein, I, I, I love the deal two, heal two option for Canopy Barrage. Um, I think that's a well-balanced two-mana spell. Um, the deal four damage option currently has no downside. I think if they made the choice deal two, to an enemy creature and heal two to your god or deal four damage to an enemy creature and deal two damage to a friendly creature same thing as my hunt suggestion mm. that would make it just as effective if you're behind if you're behind on board if you have no creatures your opponent drops a skeleton heavy on turn one you can easily answer with a canopy barrage that's mm -hmm. two mana for two mana but if you drop a turn one skeleton heavy and your opponent responds with a skeleton heavy mm. Now, if you go about removing theirs with your canopy barrage, yours will be left as a 2-2 rather than as a 2-4. Yeah. Um, so it would reduce its effectiveness if you're ahead on board. It would have the same effectiveness if you're behind on board. And, um, you know, it, may, it might make nature pilots, you know, just think a little more about when they use it, how they use it in game, and if they're going to use it in, right. uh, you know, a fully built out nature list. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. Um, I think we're also going to see a lot of people using wildfire now. Um, if they can't use the hunt anymore, uh, I think you probably switch to wildfire. Obviously, that you can't really run a wildfire in like a very spammy uh, zoo-type deck, but um, I do think in control-type decks, we'll see people just use wildfire instead of the hunt. Uh, I really yeah, don't think people are going to use the hunt anymore. I think we're going to see more wildfire more enchanted vines no hunt yeah and um that's yeah exactly uh and yeah the similarities between you know enchanted vines and wildfire uh mm -hmm. in that you know like you said if you're gonna run a deck that is gonna count on having you know a 
board presence at all times mm-hmm. wildfire and enchanted vines might be more of a detriment than an yep. asset yep. Uh, because of that mutual damage there so bringing the hunt and canopy barrage in line with that and making them deal neutral uh mutual damage you know yeah um, i like that it's just it's gonna make uh it's gonna put more decisions on uh nature pilots plates and i don't think that's a bad thing yeah um I mean, I'd also look at Marsh Walker. I mean, that might be a conversation oh, yeah. for another time. But uh, one opening with no real counterplay is Marsh Walker plus buff card. Shield Bearer uh, or Chiron. Yeah, exactly. Um, Even I mean, Trial Walker, Spirit. For sure, 100%. It's, it, it's already the max stat line for one mana in that it's five stats. But it also has an upside with the regen plus one and... Uh, it just might, it might be a little too good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of ways to go about reducing nature's uh, overall effectiveness, maybe making it, uh, you know, it, it's just so much better than any other domain for newer players with limited uh, collections, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a reason for its popularity. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just kind of funneling those newer players into you know running a a zoo type list or a controlling type list and not just allowing it to do both it might encourage them to look at other domains that may be able to do one of those two things a little bit better than nature and um just reduce its overall popularity on the latter yeah excellent points uh moving on to changes now this is a subsection here there's there's buffs nerfs and changes and and it seems uh, baffling to me that this is considered a change and not uh, an insane buff but uh under the changes section we've got assassin's aim um it has changed from a one mana to a two mana and what it used to do was it you could target a creature it would give it hidden and you get to draw a card um now what it does is it's two mana and it target friendly creature becomes hidden for one turn or sorry that was the old text uh uh, give it plus three strength and then at the end of your turn give it hidden so it's basically like a dark knives where it gives plus three strength but then at the end of your turn it gets hidden and not hidden for one turn it gets hidden period so if you attack with something that you don't want to have to cheat the following turn um, say for instance you play a switch duelist right uh, it's a 3-1 on your turn The it's got hidden so the second turn you can attack with it but if you use an assassin's aim uh, it's now plus 3 it's a 6-1 you attack with it it then gets hidden and uh, well now it's a 6-1 you can't cheat it uh, but it's just got permanent hidden so you can now let it lie and wait until you're ready to attack again Maybe you get another Assassin's Aim. Maybe you get Dark Knives, um, Shield Bearers. I mean, there's just all kinds of buffs. And of course, all of this plays into one of the most obnoxious openings, which is the Shadow of Lethanon getting buffed. So uh, it just it gets hidden every single turn automatically. And uh, if you can just buff it and buff it and buff it, if you're playing against an opponent who doesn't have an answer to hidden creatures... The game's just over. Yeah, exactly. Um, This is a weird one for me. I mean, I would argue that it was 
perfect as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as far as like one mana cycling cards go, which often find their way into aggro lists, um, I thought this one was fairly useful. Yeah. Um, just that situation you were saying before where like maybe you can't afford to cheat a creature, maybe it only has one health, mm-hmm. so you can't without killing it. Um, being able to have a spell that hides it is useful in a lot of situations. Um, and the fact that it replaces itself in your hand, mm-hmm. its uh, you're not really losing much value as far as your card economy goes. Um, and they even say in the notes it was winning approximately 50% of the time. Um, <sighs> that being said, yeah, one of the uh, most frustrating openings to go against is, you know, any combination of Switch Duelist, Shadow of Lethanon, and Dark Knives. Um, just because those openings offer little to no counterplay for the majority of domains you know if you're in nature and you have leech life canopy barrage uh underbrush bore those kind of things yeah you have you know available solutions to those kind of openings but um there are other domains you know that simply don't have answers to those uh to those openings there uh you know this giving deception and other dark knives essentially as far as the attack buff goes mm-hmm. i mean it allows for true turn three lethal in the most you know insane scenarios but yeah uh turn four turn five lethal with some consistency with little to no counterplay <sighs> um so yeah just those kind of uh situations i i, I just i i don't i would be trying to reduce their you know uh the consistency with which they might pop up in the game just because if you're if you end up going against a deck whose goal is to open with switch duelist shadow of lethanon dark knives assassin's aim um and your deck just doesn't have access to things that can counter that the game becomes a situation of do they draw their thing before I draw my thing, mm. and that, that's not super fun. If the outcome of the game is dictated by you know what they draw rather than how you play, right? Um, that's just that's just not what I look for in a card game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't really understand the motivation behind this. Um, I also thought it was funny that they referred to it as the largest change in this patch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I might have an argument to make there, but... Um, yeah, we're coming up on some doozies, so uh, <laughs> sit tight. say the least. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. yeah, very, yeah, very bizarre. It's just, not, yeah, not, not a, a lot of confusion on this one on my end. I mean, these are all cards that already existed, so couldn't they all go under the heading of changes? <laughs> like, In theory. Yep. <laughs> I don't understand the, the subcategory here. Um, anyway, moving on to buffs part two, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we've got the Bright Mage. The Bright Mage used to be a 2-4, and it heals a friendly character for two, it now is a three mana three three with ward and it still heals a friendly character for two and it is also a mystic so what are your thoughts on this one and maybe we should even couple it in perhaps with the next one because they both kind of go hand in hand here 
which uh, is that the Devoted Follower is a 2-mana 3-2, and uh, creatures damaged by this creature get minus 2 strength, and the only change here is that they added Ward. It is also a Mystic. So it's definitely a lot of buffing to the Mystic archetype. Uh, everything's getting Ward. It is very easy to make a Ward board um, with Light now, and it, it says their notes here... Uh, these two changes are designed to increase the resilience of light's creatures and to position early light creatures as a counter to magic's sweepers. Uh, changing bright mage from 2-4 to 3-3 three, three also gives early game light more of a punch and lets it trade with bigger creatures when it needs to. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, so, I mean, for devoted follower... Uh, in a vacuum i'm pretty fine with it yeah um i mean there's some easily identifiable counterplay there available to everyone in the form of axe woman um you know there it's not too difficult to get a two attack creature out by uh you know turn one or two that can you know either value trade or you know just trade up into devoted follower so i'm pretty okay with that um bright mage i'm a little less okay with uh Three cost three three with ward is um, you know decent enough on its own. Um, the ability to heal a friendly creature can provide for some extra value trades. Uh, you know, he healing up a skeleton heavy can often allow it to allow it to trade twice rather than once. Uh, same thing with pyramid warden. Um, I, I just I also take a bit of issue with the. Uh, with the motivation behind the change. I would argue that there is no domain with more resilient creatures than light already. <laughs> what are you talking um, about? Like a master of indulgence that's like a two eight or uh <laughs> <laughs> or a protected and awarded highborn knight? Yes. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh don't forget the blind martyr buffs. Oh and uh or the ever growing Olympian guard. Or the ever-growing Olympian Guard, um, you know, don't think about the Lysander spear buffs. Well, or Lysander uh, and, himself. Or Lysander himself. There, there just there are a lot of uh, no no god has an easier time sticking a creature in the <laughs> early game than Light. Yeah. And um, I, I I've been of the opinion that Light is overpowered since I've started playing the game. Absolutely. Um, I still think it is, despite its lack of presence on the uh, you know on the mythic tier weekend ranked standings. Um, I I don't and I, I see they they say that uh you know it's designed to position Light's early creatures as a counter to Magic's AOE spells. It's a counter to all AoE spells. Um, there's also no archetype or domain that's better positioned to capitalize on early game warded creatures than light because of all of the access to buffs that they have, hmm. whether it's Lysander's Spear, whether it's Canonize, whether it's Shield Bearers that everybody has access to. Um, light already has so many great early game tools. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. really the only thing preventing them from reaching their win con is do they find those mid game buffs that turn their early game sticky creatures into game winners? Um, I, I think the reason that light doesn't appear so great on a statistical spreadsheet right now is because 
many players don't have access to Genesis yep. cards. And Light is so reliant on a few key Genesis cards. I mean, you name two of them right there. Uh, Master of Indulgences, Highborn Knight. Canonize. Uh, I would throw Canonize mm -hmm. in the mix there. I think Canonize is the best buff card in the game. Um, so a lot of players don't have access to those Genesis cards right now, which would greatly affect their win rates with Light. Mm -hmm. And the players that do have access to Genesis cards, they have Ramp Magic to play. <laughs> so... I, I, that's the reason I don't think it's been, uh, you know, any kind of ubiquitous on the uh, ranked ladder as of late. Um, I don't think they need more tools. Uh, if anything, yeah. I think some of their current tools need to be <laughs> uh, lowered in power level. Looking at you, Lights Levy. Mm. Um, I just, uh, the, again, like in a vacuum, like devoid of all any and all context, both of these changes seem very okay. Um, right. That being said, like when I'm considering it in the you know wider context of all of the tools Light has available to it, yes, um, Bright Mage in particular kind of scares me. Yeah, uh, there's there's just no question. I mean, even something as simple as the Cudgel uh, of Atonement, I believe it's called, which uh, is just yet another one mana relic. It also uh, Light also has Ritual Rod. Just these these little simple relics that that light has access to that do two damage, which is exactly what you need when coupled with um, a master of indulgences. Uh, there's plenty of other light cards that can. Uh, there's even a, a the god power change coming up that's going to enable, in theory, if they don't nerf that god power, which hoped I hope that they do because uh, oh, it's gonna, it's going to be able to swap any or, or set any opponent's creatures. I think it's strength to two or something. I mean, there's just so many ways to trade so easily um, with light. I, it's 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 insane uh, to think that light needs the buffs that it just got. Uh, I I do agree that in, in a vacuum, I like the idea that light could be considered like the ward god, and maybe it has you know mystics. A mystic uh, archetype would be really cool. Uh, Frumentari Researcher or Instigator, I forget, there's two of them. Um, one of those two uh, does damage, two damage to a, a random enemy character every time a Mystic comes down, which is really fun with like the Will-O-Wisps that summons two uh, creatures. Um, they're both Mystics, so you do four damage when you summon those. They've also got Ward. I do think Ward could be a really cool archetype with Mystics, but like you said, there's just way too much power for for light already that that this just uh i mean was absolutely unnecessary or yeah i think yeah. if uh, blind martyr and or asterius were in their old form mm. um i think i'd be much more okay with this yeah but um i just i think with the sheer amount of tools available to light i think there's a an oppressive deck list to be made um, I think it's just a matter of time. Uh, and yeah, like all, all all other things aside, I I I should take care to mention I don't mind the devoted follower change at all. Yeah, um, I think that's very okay. Uh, two mana three two is still a bit of a tough ask. Yeah, but um, yeah, the bright mage is uh, definitely what concerns me more than anything out of these changes. Oh yeah, I mean like the healing, like it comes down and it heals, which. Light doesn't need more healing. I mean, you put out these big creatures with tons of health, and uh, you make nice value trades, and then you drop a Bright Mage with Ward, and it heals one of those creatures that you just made a nice trade with. 
and uh, you, you get your pyramid wardens back to two sixes. You get your your skeleton heavies back to two fours. I mean, you just lose no value, and you just are constantly putting out value. Yeah, and all you need to stick is one. And, exactly. Uh, if you draw into canonize, that's uh, that's yeah. a wrap. Yeah. Um. All right, we're moving on. We've got almost uh, there. Almost there. I <laughs> the moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, but before that moment, we actually have a small change, which I didn't realize how small of a change that was until just now. In the PTR, the Raid Reveler was going to change in a different way, but uh, I'm just oh, yeah. just way noticing, different. yeah, just noticing now that uh, perhaps they they took some suggestions um, from the community uh, because the Raid Reveler was going to be getting Ward um, and also buffing each creature in your hand uh, by plus one strength. But instead, it actually no longer buffs anything, and it just has protected. Uh, yeah. I don't think I would have put this in the buff section. I would have put this either in the nerf section or in the changes section. Probably the changes section. This doesn't seem yeah, like a enough. buff. I mean, it's a 3-2 it's a now. It, it used to be a 2-2. Two two. So it, d it did get a quote-unquote stat buff. Um, but it lost its text, which its text was probably the only real interesting thing about this card. Yeah, um, I know the proposed change in the PTR. Yeah, it was uh, from a 2-2 two -two to a 3-3 three -three with Ward that buffed each creature in your hand plus one strength. Uh, and, you know, they, it, that, that was one of the few um, proposed PTR changes I was actually excited to see in practice. Um, <sighs> My only I, issue, I, let me just say, was the uh it's just some lady in a bar hitting a guy with a, a chair so like why does she have ward that was my just from a pure uh story standpoint it just made no sense to me i like that she has protected i guess yeah i'm not other than that comment on yeah lore or aesthetics to be honest but um yeah no i just uh like <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 3-mana it's a 3-2 three three with Protected now. Yeah, I mean, um, the only thing I could say is that okay. in, in Onslaught, it's going to be really obnoxious. This does come down. Uh, you you give it Onslaught. It's going to do 4 damage, uh, and it's Protected, so it's going to stick. So, I mean... But, I mean, you can kind of say that about every single card in a war deck. <laughs> it's going to come yeah, down with but... Protected. <laughs> What about Trojan Battle Mage? I mean, you know, it's yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, this <laughs> doesn't do anything for me one nope. way or the other. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a buff, apparently. <laughs> uh, now the moment we've been waiting for. Uh, call to Arms. Um, call to Arms used to be draw a card, give each creature in your deck plus one strength. It is now. Uh, a three mana spell as it used to be and it is give protected to each creature in your deck draw a card give protected to every single creature in your deck and draw one of those creatures <laughs> uh what are your thoughts on call to arms caution uh so <laughs> When I first read this, I was in the Mudman stream, and I wanted to make sure uh, that 
I was a reading it correctly and two that it wasn't just a bad joke. <laughs> um, apparently, it's a bad joke. It was intended, <laughs> and yeah, still comes off as a bad joke. Yeah. I don't. I like I I try my best to give the team the benefit of the doubt as often as possible i think that they've earned that uh to a certain extent and maybe it's just in my nature that being said uh this is a really really bad decision <laughs> it it almost feels like somebody fat fingered this you know what i mean <laughs> Like, like they meant to add a stipulation, but like accidentally hit the submit button or I mean, like they, they meant to hit the plus one attack button, right. the protected button. Like, <laughs> like to that, I don't know. To that point, let me just say they, they didn't even have this in the PTR. Like we had, we had seen a lot of these changes, uh, or at least proposed changes in the PTR. This was not one of them. This came out of left field. Yeah, like, and I, I mean, I feel like it was created by somebody who doesn't play the game. I just, I, I don't, what is the counterplay? Like, <laughs> it's, hope they don't have it. <laughs> hope they Beat forgot before, to put 30 creatures in their deck. Right, like, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, uh, like, I put 28 it, spells. Now I'm not going to get any benefit from this call to arms. Or something like I just I don't understand like from what I can tell the only counterplay is to hope they don't have it or beat them before their three mana card matters <laughs> which again could be played on, on turn, turn two, two with a pit so like it's similar to the assassin's aim but like far more egregious this just makes it a game of do they draw the thing or do I draw the thing yeah and like I just it, it, that that in and of itself is like it just in a vacuum or in context, it's just incredibly overpowered, overvalued for three mana. Yeah, I it, mean, it makes every card a value trade <sighs> in a god that has access to a god power. Yes, that's the big that problem. Facilitates trades onslaught. Yeah, it's just it's. Uh, I mean, one of the big problems. It's also a problem in a vacuum. But uh, with a god power of Onslaught, literally every single card in your deck comes down with Protected. You, it also has Blitz because you have the god power that gives every creature Blitz. Um, that means you can play deadly creatures that have Protected and then Blitz them. So now you get to take two creatures out typically with your deadly creatures. You get to play Eldritch Dermatologist. Uh, it comes down with Protected. <laughs> It's going to give you a protected Demogorgon. I'll pause for all of you to go throw up real quick. But you heard that correct. Protected Demogorgons are now a thing. The very first game that I played with this, I got two protected Demogorgons. Uh, protected Odysseus, uh, which means Odysseus drops as a 5 mana, 3-7, plus 3-1-1s, all with frontline. I mean... There's just so many insane plays now. I mean, every That's play is insane. I was going to say, <laughs> I, before we started here, I was going to go through and make a list of every card that is 
you know, it becomes completely busted. But it's every card. When you draw it with protected. <laughs> yeah, it's every card that it's... you already have protected. It's everything. <laughs> yes. It, 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 it makes every single card in your deck a two-for-one trade. Yeah. Both players can only have 30 cards. There's just... And the fact that it replaces itself, there are just so many things <sighs> that I take issue with with this change i just like i it's hard for me to compartmentalize it it's hard for me to reason with it yeah. it's impossible for me to reason with it I, I just i don't think it's i don't think there's any justification that can be made for this change um i really like this is um this is like legitimately concerning i, I don't know how this was an idea in the first place <sighs> and i don't know how this idea made it past any kind of testing yeah, I um, I don't. Why did it not go to the PTR? It it, it just blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, like there would have been it, yeah. every single a hundred percent of people in the PTR would have said, "Oh no, actually, don't do that. That's a terrible idea." I I, I just I don't I, I somebody in the room like yeah someone definitely should have said, said yeah. Hold on, like let's think about this for a second. Yeah, uh, that's, that's all it should take is just right. think about it for a second. And uh, I mean, protected realize, is yeah. uh, is is effectively like ward in a sense that any type of spell that does damage is going to be prevented by protected. Um, in addition to ward, now of course it cuts through protected if it's something that destroys a creature. Um, which basically leaves death to be the only counter if they're playing a board wipe death deck. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's hard removal or put them to sleep perpetually. So yeah, it opens up, you know, control death, control oh, deception. Oh boy, um, my two you faves. Know, arguably, yeah, it's the it enables the three most boring archetypes. <laughs> Yawn slot, sleep, yep. and board wipe. Yep, absolutely. Oof. Just uh, like I, I. It um like I, I just it's really hard for me to maintain like a composed demeanor talking about this. Um I, I really don't want to come off as disrespectful, but um yeah, this needs to be reconsidered as soon as possible. I will say that uh I've already banned it from the finals of the Madness of the Gods four tournament uh coming up this Friday. And, yeah, uh, and I believe um, you likewise, have yeah, done the exactly. same. If, if it sticks around in this capacity, um, this will certainly be banned from the upcoming TS tournament. Yeah. Um, quick plug, go uh, sign up on <laughs> challenge, join our Discord, whatever. But um, Already signed nah, up, yeah, no, caution. It's, uh, I'm I got already nice. signed I, up. Uh, I'm looking forward to your redemption arc more than anything, let me tell Thank you. Thank you. I'm going all the way. <laughs> yeah no i actually it's funny i got a couple of dms from people um expressing concern you know saying like uh you know because one of the uh rules in our tournament is that you know you'll have to play multiple gods um and but they were still expressing concern that half of the gods were going to be call to arms war um Oof. but yeah no i had to put that to bed real quick um, yeah i'm not sitting through no <laughs> 80 onslaught, onslaught matches onslaught yeah just, yeah no it's just not a, it's not conducive to a good time no yeah that concerns me too is like like you said i mean this basically it says hey what we want people to do is play sleep board wipe or yawn slot and that's not a fun game to play to watch 
I can't even fathom it being on mobile. Like, who who wants <laughs> to play a 45-minute... Oh, God. Just even talking about it makes me sick. Yeah, that's... um. Like, I, I like yeah, the I Assassin's <laughs> Aim change because it... I mean, I don't like, love the change itself, but I like the idea of buffing some type of aggro because all of aggro is basically dying off here. I mean, we have Soulburn going away and Rage is going away. Most of our aggro decks are going the way of the dodo here, especially with all these buffs to uh, control decks uh, and 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 ramp magic's quote unquote nerf or or slap on the wrist, if you will. Um, basically, we're we're just going to be playing uh, all control. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it limits it limits the uh, the available spectrum of decks to choose from for sure yeah um makes it that much more polarizing um because yeah really your hope is uh your only counterplay against this is beat them before it matters which mm. means aggro deception right. or play cards that don't care about protected which means board wipe death yeah um and yeah it's but just, even uh, aggro deception it's like you said it's really just a who draws their thing first yeah do they draw the thing or do i draw the thing exactly that's not skill based that's just uh luck yeah might as well flip a coin exactly hey now that's a good idea for a card game (laughs) 45 minute coin flips (laughs) (laughs) oh god i don't like it i don't like it one bit not me neither yeah well what do you say we move on to some listener questions? Oh, yeah. Community questions, baby. Let's go. Maybe we can uh, think of uh, some other potential solutions. Yeah. So we'll start off with one here from JFA. He says, uh, the results of the new balance patch are still unknown, although the players with uh. mo- more experience can probably foresee, up to a certain point, the consequences. Considering the reach of this new balance patch, which other changes would you consider more likely in the next one? Uh, first, I would just say that I think the uh, results of the balance patch are already known, as players with more experience have foreseen. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that we already know that this is ridiculous and broken. I mean, I've played about 20 games since the balance patch came out, and I've gone 20-0 and 0, um, with three different gods. I think they're all broken. I think Light is broken. I think War is broken. I think Deception is broken. Magic is still broken, so somehow we now have four broken domains. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. It, like you said, it's really just who draws their thing first. So I, yeah, I, I think we can foresee that that is what's happening. And uh, considering this patch, the changes I would consider likely in the next one, I'm hoping, are just reverting everything that they've just done. Huh. <laughs> That's fair play. Yeah, no, you made a good point there. Um, you, you fundamentally you can't go about trying to achieve win rate balance by giving different domains things to do that have no counterplay if they draw the right pieces and then hope it even is out in the end. Right. Um, that's how it becomes a game of you know who draws their thing first. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So on that note. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, reversions would be the first and foremost uh, thing that I 
hope to see in the next balance patch. Um, I don't know if I consider it likely. Yeah, I know. Uh, considering That's that the these scary happened thing. in the first place. Yeah. Um, I would hope to see Sip of Elixir addressed. Um, mm-hmm. I would hope to see some of nature's early game tools like Canopy Barrage and Marshwalker addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, past that, I, uh, I, I don't know anymore. I feel like I've had a pretty good, you know, uh, idea of what the team will be looking for and looking at when it comes to balance patches. But um, this has kind of shattered that. Uh, I, I just I don't know what to expect anymore because I did not expect this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's hard to say what's likely um, when this this just came out of left field. And uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah. What would I consider likely? Maybe a card that costs one mana and gives every card in your collection ward permanently. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, next question. We've got G Rasher asking uh, the famous G Rasher actually asking, <laughs> "What would you change Call to Arms to? Example: Give each creature or each each war creature in your deck protected, or give each creature in your hand protected. Draw a card." Um, I've actually got an interesting idea just off the top of my head. I don't know if it would work or how it would work exactly, but. I like to think of cards thematically. And uh, Call to Arms, you're picking up arms. Um, Why not have it have something to do with relics? What if it's every time you play a creature, uh, it buffs your relics by one durability? Or uh, gives every relic in your deck plus one or two durability? Or something where it gives something to do with relics. I mean, it's Call to Relics is basically what the card is called. Um, unless they literally mean your actual arms, in which case, um, I saw a meme going around of call to legs, uh, give each creature in your deck blitz. So, I mean, <laughs> those are my, those are my thoughts off the top of my head. That would be totally different than what it is now, but kind of the thematic answer. What would you, what would you change call to arms to? Um, I think both of G Rasher's suggestions are closer to balanced than its current iteration. Yeah, um, for sure. I think give each creature in your hand protected, then draw a card uh, would be fair value for three mana. Yeah, I've got to agree um, there. I think that each war creature is still probably too much because then you would just put only war creatures and then we're in the same spot, right? Exactly. Um, I, I do think... Uh, there Although no protected demos. Some... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do think that there may be a solution within that uh, within that structure of uh, give each X-type creature in your deck protected. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, one of the points brought forward to me was that they are trying to encourage uh, tribal Viking decks. Uh, with this change, um, I think, uh, I mean, I disagree because, you know, like you said, this helps everything, you know, Odysseus, Demogorgons, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, if they were to make it give each Viking creature in your deck protected, mm. uh, 
I think that would still be really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would be nearly as overpowered as it is now. It might force people to consider suboptimal inclusions in their deck in okay. order to take better advantage of Call to Arms. But then when they add One more Vikings thing, in the future... Exactly, yes, that, and it becomes a whole new issue. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I've considered that I would like to see how it plays out, but I think it still may, may be a bit too overpowered, um, kind of stealing a concept from Hearthstone uh, back in the day, uh, I thought about what would it be like if Call to Arms was a three-mana spell um, that... You know, with the same effect, uh, I'd prefer it draw the card before uh, the effect procs. So it would be draw a card, uh, give each creature in your deck protected. Uh, if you only have mm. odd mana odd mana cards, yeah, in your deck, love it. So well, maybe you know, even limiting it. To... Go ahead. Maybe even number instead of odd number mana. So we don't have protected demogorgons. Then you can only run one call to arms because it's a three mana spell, you know. Um, oh. But yeah, I think limiting choices. I mean, removing all of the great two mana options in the game would definitely lower the power of any deck. Um, it, it would still, you know, it'd still allow for Nakvi pillagers. It'd still allow for Odysseus. It would still allow for demogorgon. Um, which is why I think it's still maybe too strong, uh, even with that incredibly uh, oppressive stipulation of only being able to run odd mana cost cards. But um, yeah, I, I I do wonder if that would be enough uh, to I just I guess just lower its power level and make it. <laughs> so, so much less extreme it's so far out of whack right now I know. even even giving it like other impossibly good options still seems closer to balanced than it currently is um so yeah i mean i i really i really don't know how you can keep that give protected to everything in your deck uh you know i i just i don't see how it could Maybe like if you if you could only run odd mana cost cards and it only gave war creatures in your deck protected, that might be enough. War uh, Viking then, creatures. Yeah, or Viking creatures. I mean, but then is it even worth running? Um, I don't know. Um, oh man, it's just such such a difficult thing to yeah uh, wrangle with. I just I don't I don't know. I don't have a great answer. I'm sorry. Well, um, I but think yeah, no, I would definitely look to add really heavy stipulations if you're going to keep the insane yeah. effect. Yeah, for sure. Um, next question is from Ocular Magic, and Ocular Magic asks, "How long do you think a balance patch needs to be out in full release play before you can look at the meta and determine if it's working or not?" And I think this requires a two-part answer, and. Uh, like Caution was just saying, uh, this one's so out of whack that uh, the answer is about six seconds. The, yeah. the time it takes you to read that Call to Arms is how long you need to know that it's not working 
Um, but typically, if you don't have a call to arms, uh, maybe the answer is a little bit longer than six seconds. Yeah. Um, no, this is a great question. Um, yeah, it definitely has a wide array of answers. Um, I mean, there have been several balance patches in the past that um, I come away from, you know, reading the announcement post thinking, wow, I really wonder what this is going to do to the meta. Um, and in those scenarios, I would usually like for there to be at least two weekend ranked events before mm -hmm. I come to any, like, you know, uh, stamped, you know, conclusions. Yeah. Uh, that being said, there are some, um, you know, the Blind Martyr and Asterius buffs come to mind. Um, my, you know, my first impression, initial impression right off the bat was, oh, if they draw the right things in the right order, this is too much. Mm -hmm. And I think that's bared out 100%. Yep. Um, same thing with this. Uh, yeah, like Copper said, you know, how long does it take you to read a sentence? <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> Which, again, brings it back to the, why wasn't this teased in the PTR? Uh, yeah. Um, just, you know, even getting like a week and a half's worth of feedback mm -hmm. prior to the change would have, I, I want to say would have prevented this from happening for sure, 100%. Yeah. Um, I know some pushback on the... Uh, proposed change to astric implosion was uh uh you know they they, they were originally going to increase the cost of astric implosion to seven mana but i think enough people pointed out that makes it inferior to inferno in every conceivable way yeah that they decided not to go forward with it um i think same with I, assassin's aim was going to be plus four strength and then they made it plus three strength after a lot of pushback so, I yeah, mean, so they they, yeah. they clearly listened to the feedback. Um, they clearly would have gotten the feedback if uh, this had been teased in any capacity. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, it depends. I mean, if something is as far off as this latest patch, um, seconds. But if it's a good balance patch, uh, I would definitely say at least two weekends just to give give people enough time to work out optimized lists mm -hmm. and uh, take advantage of the changes, whether they're buffs or nerfs. Um, I think that'll give a good enough sample size to come to some actual conclusions there. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I was going to say. I was going to say you need one weekend ranked to kind of have people feel out some of the options, and then that second weekend ranked, people are going to start looking for counters to those options, and uh, that's when you'll start to really know like uh if these changes are balanced if uh if people can find counters if if the if the changes are too strong you'll just see everyone playing uh whatever that god is that uh they've changed and buffed um and there won't be any counters so, yeah i think two weekend ranks is is a very fair amount of time yeah great question too yeah uh and last up we got a question from bonk Bonk asks, if you were allowed to make a new god power and replace Onslaught, what would it be? I, I have an answer. Mm -hmm. um, I think something like a three-mana god power that equips a 2-1 relic with god blitz <laughs> would be really cool. Um, I think it would enable the aggro side of the spectrum for uh, war. Um, I think it'd be, you know, 
very fairly balanced in that, you know, those kinds of all-out aggro relic decks would be easily countered by relic removal and an entire keyword in frontline. Um, I, I just, I, I think that would be really cool to see. How about you, Copper? Uh, you stole my bit. I was going to say they're getting rid of Soul Burn, and I would love to see... I'd love to see a two two mana spell that uh, gives burn to to a creature and uh, deals two damage to each god. Another great idea. <laughs> uh, I think there's plenty of of plenty of things that they could change onslaught to, and as long as it wasn't what it currently was, uh, I'd be happy. Maybe just get yeah. rid of onslaught and keep enrage. Yeah, how about that? I mean, there's there's a lot of options. Or keep slayer. Uh, yeah, I don't think we need to lose all the... I mean, it remains to be seen what these new champion god powers will bring, but uh, keeping things like Onslaught around is just so questionable. I don't understand it. It really limits yeah. the, the design space, as I've heard you say many, 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 many times. Um, yep. You just can't You can't design cards. Like, uh, like, for instance, you could never, ever design a card that's a neutral... 3-3 three, three with Twin Strike and has Leech. You could never do that. Oops. Oh, oh no. Did they do that? Oh no. Kind of. Oh um, no. That's it. To answer Bonk's question more seriously, um, I do think that, uh, you know, I really like Enrage. I really liked the old version of Slayer. It's pretty useless now, except for the most greedy control lists. Um, I... I really like intense training and want it to work i'm looking forward to the change where you know they, they lower the buff a little bit but allow you to target the creature yeah. in your hand that receives it that'll be fun um i agree i uh so i do think what's missing there is a value-oriented god power um the proposed change to slayer is I, I believe correct me if i'm wrong a three mana god power that adds a random relic to your hand um, now that's a joke <laughs> that that is bum useless and uh will never be a meta deck unless they unless they you know unless they give a massive advantage to decks that have relics equipped, but then war has enough organic access to relics right. that they would never run that god power. Yeah. Um, that being said, something to add value in the form of card economy to your hand. Um, I do think something like that would be cool to see. Um, I'm hesitant to give them an option exactly like forage. Mm. Um, may maybe something along the lines of, uh, uh, I, 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 I've been thinking about it. I'd like to see something where um, if you don't have a creature presence on board, it allows you to add value to your hand in some capacity. Um, so, I mean, maybe it could be as simple as uh, if you don't have a creature on board, two mana, add a random war card to your hand. Um, I think something like that would be cool to see. Um, something to facilitate control-oriented war decks that doesn't just make all of their creatures tradable. Uh, wouldn't be nearly as linear as Onslaught. Um, I, let me... Okay, this actually reminds me. I actually came up with an alternative to Onslaught like a year ago, and I forgot all about it until just now. We'll bring it forward. Um, what if 
and hear me out. I don't know if it'd be two mana or three mana, but I'm leaning towards two, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, two mana, and I, I had a name for it even. I'm trying to remember what it was. Maybe like, I don't know, Berserk or something. I don't even know what I would call it, right? But it's well, basically, you could even call it Onslaught. It would create a a one one with God Blitz. It would create a one or a one one strength, one health creature with God Blitz. Okay, I kind of like that. I, th I so I came up with this idea when like they had changed Enraged to be like absolutely insane about a year ago. And then people kind of said, like, hey, it'd be cool if, like, every... If there was, like, a mode where they had, like, a special uh, god power, like, each week or, like, every, you know, every couple weeks they, like, changed one of the god powers to make it fun or whatever just to mix it up. And I thought that was actually a really good idea. Like, they want war to kind of have, like, an aggro option. And that was initially what uh, Onslaught was supposed to be for, I've heard them say. Uh, but it is not used what? for... I've, or I've heard at least that yeah because I think Slayer was supposed to be used more for control and everybody uses it uh, for, to be super aggressive and or not anymore but bef before it got nerfed many times and then I heard that uh, Onslaught was supposed to be like the aggressive uh, aggro type option where you're constantly just attacking your opponent's creatures or you know op yeah opponent and opponent's creatures but of course Oops. they yeah they kind of got flip-flopped i'm not i don't quote me a hundred percent that they've said that i'm pretty confident i've read that a long 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 time ago um but i do think it'd be pretty cool to have uh a god blitz creature it's a one one so it's not that big of a deal but then there are also buffs uh i'm not saying this would definitely work i'm sure people would find ways to to break it maybe but i think it'd be fun to try it out for a weekend and see what happens i really like that idea i'm thinking about you know yeah, but I mean, the the most potent aggro, uh, uh, like, burst options in war are enabled by having a creature on board and having a relic. Yeah. Um, so this would kind of remove that condition of uh, needing to stick a creature in order to do your biggest stuff. You would, you would more so have to stick a relic, and then you could just tap that button for two mana and you have the rest of your available mana to, you know, combine it with things like Sharpen and things like Lead the Charge. Yeah. Um, that would enable some really, really cool interactions. And uh, Although but, lead, the, know, lead the Charge might break it. Lead the Charge didn't exist when I came up with this idea. It could, but I mean, like, even then, you know, yeah, if you have a five attack relic, you tap your god power, play Lead the Charge, that's four mana, and... Um, yeah. All you're doing is getting a five one with God Blitz out of it. That's not five mana. I think lead uh, the charge is three mana. I thought it was two. Um pretty sure it's three. It, yeah, either way. Um I, I I just I don't think it'd be broken in any capacity and it'd be pretty underpowered for the most part unless you were able to combine it with some of those other options. You're um, right. It's two mana. Cheers. Um, that's a really <laughs> interesting idea, though. Uh, it's got a forty-seven percent win rate, so it needs a buff. <laughs> Let's get... <laughs> stop it. I like the people idea. People might believe you. <laughs> 
It's only being used in 0.6% of decks, though. That is, and that's over the last 30 days. So I mean, it it, it does perhaps need to see uh, a god power change that could facilitate its use. It it was really, really, really nice to be able to play Slayer War again for that oh, you know week so and a half where good. we had spell only sanctum, but um. <sighs> Shocker, it went right away yeah. when Relic Removal and Frontline were made more abundantly available. So, yeah. you know, it can still be countered <laughs> insanely easily, um, which was, you know, not to keep beating a dead horse, but, <laughs> you know, I don't think Slayer ever needed to be nerfed. It's countered by an entire keyword. Um, you know, it was definitely strong, but also the easiest to counter. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I, I'm gonna, I I'm gonna, di- I'm gonna, Bonk. I'm gonna disagree with you there. I think Slayer Sorry, with yeah. God Blitz was ridiculous. I, I again wholeheartedly disagree. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm not usually one to boast my qualifications, but um, I do think I'm better qualified than anybody to speak on Aggro Slayer War. I mean, I've played hundreds and hundreds of games with it what about um, what about troy pardon troy trey trey sorry trey yeah, trey, trey can join in on the conversation yeah too he used well. to always um, play I know he shares the same sentiments that i do um I'm glad you knew what i was talking you, about yeah if uh if you played <laughs> sorry, more trey. than a handful of frontline creatures and one or two relic removal options you beat slayer war 70 plus percent of the time that's just a guarantee. There's a whole entire keyword that counters the entire archetype. And if you toss relic removal in on top of that, you're looking at an easy victory. Hmm. It's just people did, were not willing to compromise their uh, their other matchups, you know? Right. Some of those cards may be much less useful in other scenarios. Um, and that's what allowed Slayer to... I guess, uh, maintain such a high win rate for so long. But anybody that chose to go in that direction and even just tech in one or two cards aimed at countering Slayer War, they saw a lot of success against it. So, um, you know, I maintain that it's the easiest deck to counter Hmm. and um, didn't need a nerf in the first place. That's interesting. I don't know if I agree, but to each their own. Yeah, let us know how you feel in the comments below. Yeah, and we're specifically talking about the an original Slayer where it had God Blitz. Yes. I mean, who would have a, a God Power that gives something God Blitz? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Full circle. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's Pods Unchained. Let us know in the comments... Uh, what you guys want to hear about next time. If you guys have questions, comments on what we talked about. What do you guys think of the, the balance changes? Um, and we'll be back again next Wednesday for another normal episode of Pods Unchained. But um, how are you feeling about this weekend coming up, Caution? Not excited. <laughs> how about yourself, Cap? Uh, petrified. Oh, that's a play on the old balance person's name and also how I feel. Have a good night, everybody. Take it easy, friends. So Things are so bright for you. I hope that is here. You bring
so much for you. I'm so excited for you. Things are so bright for you. I hope that it's here with you. You bring so much for you. I'm so excited for you.